part of immortality is finally having enough time to sleep. Have a nice flight. Welcome to Piloting the Pilots, the podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of a small screen or crash and burn. My name is Erin. With me, as always, is my husband, Cameron, and we're still on the hunt for a very good movie. If it weren't for coffee this morning, I would have been doomed watching this. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. That was draining (laughs) and not in a good way. More in a... I just drink a whole bottle of NyQuil yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, way. Yeah, 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 I zoned out so many times. Yeah, there was a whole... Because I was re- like, because I was like, what all do I have to do today? Let's see here. I've got to do this today. <laughs> I've got to do that today. And I was like, oh, wait, i got to be watching this movie. And you're like, why are they fighting? Why are they fighting? <laughs> What's happening? I completely zoned out for like five minutes. Yes, this is a... Uh, I'm very excited to talk about bad movies today, if that okay. makes sense. I wouldn't say it was bad. It was. Well, that's the thing. I think. That's what I, I think I it was well directed. I just think. No, wait. No, that's not I it. Disagree. Because, I disagree. Because okay, okay. The Wikipedia page was very interesting. The wi- I would watch the Wikipedia page in a heartbeat, but it's like the delivery didn't work or something. That's why I think it's a, something it's a, got lost. That's why I would say it's a more of a director's you fault think? than anything. Okay. I, I would guess. I would. Well, we'll get into it. Okay. For those of you out there wondering what we're talking about, oh, right, right. we watched our in-flight movie this month, The Old Guard. The Old Guard. And unfortunately, it's going to be my top movie unless I watch another movie. Because <laughs> well, yeah. this is the only movie I've watched so far. I watched, yeah, and this coronavirus is obviously the movie yeah, that yeah. came out when this came out. Yeah. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street this week for the very first time in my entire <laughs> nice, life. Nice, and? I liked it. Excellent. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was for that type of movie, like... When I was growing up, it was always Freddy, Jason, and yeah. Michael Myers. Yeah. And, like, I was too scared to watch horror movies when I was a child. Oh, yeah. I, was... I refused to watch Halloween. Yeah. I watched the others, but not that one. Yeah, and I watched <laughs> Halloween for the first time last week because I'm an adult now, and I'm yeah. not scared of stupid stuff. Yeah, right. And I watched Halloween <laughs> last week, or last year, I should say, and I found it to be the most boring out of all of them. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. I, in my Letterboxd review, follow me on Letterboxd if you feel like it. <laughs> Um, I said I felt like Friday the 13th, I think, is a legitimately pretty good movie. Yeah, okay. For what it is, for like that slasher film thing, mm-hmm. the first one. I'm not talking about the rest of the series. You're not like talking about like Freddy the 15th, The Return of Fred Meyer? Yeah, or, <laughs> well, we're talking about Friday the 13th, so we're talking about Jason. Oh, uh, whatever. Like Jason Takes Manhattan and all that. Jason that, Takes Manhattan. That's one of them, yeah. No way, that's an actual title. Yeah. It sounds like he's going to start busting out into song it, it, as he like, kills I people. he does. No, you should watch it. They're... They're so dumb. They're I, not scary at I all. I don't want to watch it. And um, But the first <laughs> one's a legitimately good movie. I particularly don't like Halloween. I thought it was boring. Okay. But I found out later it was the first of those types oh, of movies. Okay. So it, it's an innovative movie. Like ah. It's the first of its kind of ilk. Right, right. Nightmare on Elm Street was just fun. It was just stupid fun. Okay. And I don't know. So Now, who's the guy who gets you in your dreams? That's Freddy. That's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. So that's the one you just watched. That's the one I just watched. Yeah. So I think I've seen one of the later ones with him. Okay. But, like, of course, after the first one, they all just get really campy and silly and whatever. But uh, this week, um, where's DB? I don't know. Where's DB? Should we call him in here? Where is he? (laughs) Hey, how's it going? What, what's the matter, DB? Why are you crying? Nothing, nothing. It's wrong. <laughs> this week, uh, you watched uh, The Old Guard. Yeah, how'd you like it? I don't watch movies. <laughs> Unless they have titties. You don't know me. <laughs> A covert team of immortal mercenaries are suddenly exposed and must now fight to keep their identity a secret just as an unexpected new member is discovered. All right, see you guys later. Okay, bye, DB. <laughs> That's weird. All right, let's moving on. Who cares? Um, this gets <laughs> a crap about him. Uh, this movie was directed by Gina Prince-Blythewood and was written by Greg Rucka, who is a big comic book writer. He did okay. a lot of... 
Batmans, and hmm. uh, he, he's a, he's a good writer. This uh, this feels like a comic book movie. Yeah, it was yeah. based on a graphic novel, I believe. Yeah, this feels like that. It yeah. does feel like that. Okay, it is starring a lot of people. Yeah. When I put this together, I was not sure who were the important people and who were the <laughs> not the important people. So I just made my best guess. I think I did pretty good. Okay. We got Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. She plays Andy. You might know her from Mighty Joe Young. Yes, I do. And an uncredited role in Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Nice. I like those choices. <laughs> we have Kiki Lane. Mm-hmm. She played Niall. She's going to be in the upcoming Coming to America sequel, Coming to, to America. The number two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also in a, a very good movie, If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay. We have Matthias Schoenarts. Sure. Okay. We And I will just say this. I, this is a very international cast. I'm okay. not sure I'm going to get all these names exactly right. Right. So you we, mean they're all not John Smith? Yeah. They're, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Matthias Schoenarts. He played Booker. He was in The Danish Girl in Far From the Madding Crowd. Mm-hmm. We have Marwin Kenzari as Joe. Okay. He played Sexy Jafar in the live what? action Aladdin that we've not watched. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I've got to watch it. There's a Sexy Jafar? Oh, you had, didn't see all the memes about Sexy Jafar? No, I did not. No, I did not. Like, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about everybody Sexy Jafar. Everybody was talking about Sexy Jafar? Well, now I've got to watch it for Sexy Jafar. All right. I guess we know what we're doing later. <laughs> no. Uh, and he was also in the Ben-Hur remake. Okay. We have Luca Marinelli as Nikki. He was in Il Padre d'Italia, and they call me Jig. Cool. And then, of course, we have Chiwetel Ejiofor as Copley. He was in... T- I picked the worst movies for these people. Uh, he was in 2012 and Kinky Boots. I love 2012. That movie was so stupid. <laughs> It's like the only John Cusack movie I like. Everybody <laughs> loves John Cusack, and I really can't get into him for some reason. I like Joan. I love Joan. I love her so hard. Yeah, yeah. I just never got the appeal of John. I don't know what it uh, is. I don't either. Can't no, help you. No. Can't help you. This was released July 10th, 2020. So one of the few movies released this year. A rock star by DaBaby was the number one song. And we listened listen to, to it. finally. Oh, my gosh. Should I sing some of it right now? Yeah, no, you're not allowed to sing that song <laughs> at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not allowed to sing no, that song. No, no, you're not allowed to sing that song. No. <laughs> okay, so what about predictions? What did you think this movie was going to be about? This was difficult for me to figure out, not knowing anything about I knew, the movie. I knew nothing about it other than that picture of Charlize Theron. Okay. So, <clears throat> Expectations. Expectations. This is what I derived from her on the cover. Cover. Okay. There's no guard like the old guard. (laughs) Oh my God, that should have been the bad Right? Right? Yes. Okay. A badass lesbian. All tough chicks are always lesbians, according to Hollywood. Okay. She will have to cross into enemy territory to rescue the young dummies. And in so doing, discover herself, even though she already knows who she is. And we'll see a lot of starving stray dogs. Well, okay, where the dogs come into play? They're well, just starving stray dogs. Just felt like because be... in military zones, there's the, always there's like, like a dog. There's always the starving stray dogs. Yeah, and a little kid crying in the yeah, middle of always. the road. Yeah, always. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought was going to happen. Okay, <laughs> it's going to be some not... sort of military right. thing, and she's like part of the, the older crowd right. who has to go and save the new young dummies. You're, you're kind of not too far off. Well, I'm like a million years off. But, you know. According to them, a millennia off. <laughs> Because they are literally old. Old guards. Not middle-aged. Old. I said that I thought it was going to be about a group of aging soldiers <laughs> who have been assigned yeah. to protect an object of divine Wow, origin. you actually went kind of paranormal. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I thought it was going to be paranormal, but I guess I just wow. had it in it okay. somewhere. And they have to hand over their duties to a younger squad, mm-hmm. only to be betrayed yeah. and have to show that there's no school. Like the old like school. The old school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we oh. really took that old guard for its money. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, all right. right. All right. All right. <laughs> That's not what this movie is about. Not at all. 
Uh, DB covered it pretty well. It's a immortal soldiers, mercenaries yeah. mm-hmm. who get exposed. They go around the world because, well, no, Dudley Dursley is out to find and destroy all forms of magic. Yes, this is basically Dudley Dursley's sequel to the Harry Potter. Yes, series. this is what he goes on to do. He founds a huge pharmaceutical company and makes billions of dollars trying to find the secret of immortality. Yeah, and, tr- and so he hunts down these immortal warriors. Yes, and tries to make it into a pill. Well, we we stumbled on that about three quarters of the way into the mm-hmm. movie. We're like, what if this is Dudley Dursley trying <laughs> to get Then this hit? movie is so much better. If you watch it from that perspective, <laughs> it, it, we were like, oh, suddenly this just got interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, they're about uh, immortals. They go around where they get hired for jobs where bad things are happening mm-hmm. that I guess no one else can handle. They're like a specialized. They're like SEAL Team 6, but like immortal. But They're like, like the A-team, but immortal. But they don't really do anything <laughs> that, like, a SEAL team couldn't do. Yeah, In well, fact, well, well no, no, no. I'm going to argue I'm gonna argue this because they can survive bullets. Right. That's a big problem I had with the movie. They're not very good at their jobs. They get hurt a lot. Well, that's because, be... no, 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 I've got an argument for that. That's because they're going up against another SEAL Team 6. However, their only superpower is they're immortal. Yeah. And that's the only reason why they survive all these encounters. They, they get shot. Because they're all really good at what they do, including the bad guys yeah. and stuff. Now, I like that part. They're all really good at what they do. Right. But the only reason why they win is because they can't die. Yeah. Like, they are <laughs> immortal. They are not invulnerable. Yeah. So they honestly get subdued a lot in this movie <laughs> because they just get shot so much. They're always getting and shot. And they get captured. The like, first five minutes, they get gunned down. <laughs> the very first scene, you see the carnage of them being all dead on the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's the very first shot of the movie. Yeah. So since we're talking about immortals, mm-hmm. I compiled some immortality facts. Okay. Would you like to hear about immortality? <laughs> yeah, sure. Hit me. Give me some facts on immortality. <laughs> We're all going to live forever after this. Wonderful. Well, speaking of Dudley Dursley, I thought okay. we should first talk about the Philosopher's Stone. Wow. Okay. Which was not necessarily a stone. Hmm. It's just a word they use to describe this thing. All right. It's basically an object of desire for alchemists mm-hmm. since pretty much forever. Since well, yeah. The idea of like, hey, what if we could live forever was mm-hmm. an idea. They're like, Philosopher's Stone. They're like, yeah. sure, that's cool. And we need to turn any metal into gold. Yes. It was also said to transmute abundant minerals mm-hmm. into precious metals such as gold and silver, mm-hmm. as well as rejuvenate the body and provide eternal youth. So just drink gold, guys. If you just drink gold, you'll be immortal. Isn't that what all like those like rich people do when they put like gold flecks on like Ugh, their? That is that is so foul. That's do you know how foul you have to be to eat gold, you little yeah. bitch? Yeah, we 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 should not. I ugh. That's that is disgusting... so disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> to put like gold flecks on your like blue. I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about the flavor. <laughs> I'm talking the morality of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sick. So pretty much, it was the best thing ever. In history. (laughs) Look, that's what they wanted. And it wasn't just a a fringe belief either. Okay. People such as like Sir Isaac Newton was known to dabble in alchemy. Well, yeah, it's magical herbs. So, due to Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. the most famous of these alchemists was the real person, Nicholas Flamel. Seriously, he was real? He was a real person. He was a Parisian bookseller. <laughs> of course he in was. In the 14th, late 14th, early 15th century. Mm-hmm. And his pictures make him look a little bit like Gimli the Dwarf, if you want to keep wow. this in the fantasy okay. realm. So okay. put that picture in your mind. Nice. Um, he was taught this ability by a Jewish convert who t- introduced him to the Kabbalah. Okay. <laughs> there is really no way to prove whether he was able to do it or not. Obviously. To make a philosopher's stone? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's easy to prove. Is he alive? Well, n- not that we know of. <laughs> what we do know, though, is he was a bookseller. Sure. Which are known to be super wealthy, right? No, not really. <laughs> he went out, met this person, uh-huh. and right around that time, this is a historical fact, he came into a ton of money. And he started becoming this huge uh, philanthropist and donating money to charities all over Paris. Okay. And he had a wife named Prunel, and she also carried on this after yeah. he died. I'm putting in a... Let's keep it open. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Also, as a point of interest, the Flamel house, he built a house for the homeless. Mm-hmm. 
And after his, uh, after, I'm sorry, his wife died first. So, okay, skip all that. His wife died first. After she died, he built a house for the homeless in Paris, and it is still the oldest stone building in France, and it has been there since 1407. Why haven't they demolished it? It's a historical site because of all his philanthropy. Oh, okay. And it's actually a restaurant right now. Weird. So they kept the outside the facade, but the inside they've converted to a restaurant. But there's a plaque outside that's like, this is the house of Nicholas Fumel and his wife. That's weird. Isn't that weird? That's weird. So while alchemy itself is considered a pseudoscience. uh, (laughs) Whatever. Alchemy's real. Kind of like phrenology (laughs) and trepanation. Uh The upside of people trying to find everlasting youth Mm -hmm. and limitless fortune was alchemy actually spawned the modern sciences of chemistry, pharmacology, and metallurgy. Yeah, I know. Alchemy's amazing. Yeah, so alchemy did some good in this world. Yeah, magical herbs. Yeah, and we don't know. Flamel could still be alive. He's not. (laughs) But he could be. But where did all that money come from? Maybe he killed that guy. And stole his money. And stole his money and then felt bad about it. And that's why he started started donating. Is that the kind of conspiracy theory we want to throw out in this world? Yeah, why not? I've heard worse. (laughs) That's true. Um, (laughs) I guess we can also talk about Ponce de Leon and the Fountain of Youth. Ugh, that dude. (laughs) What you should know about Ponce de Leon is he was never actually interested in the Fountain of Youth. And he is dead. And he is dead. And we can say any awful thing we want to say about him. <laughs> um, but Conquistadors. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> he was a terrible, terrible person. Yes, he was. There are no written records that he was ever looking for this thing. Okay. He was terrible to the indigenous Native Americans. Conquistadors. He would feed them to his dogs. Ugh. He was a terrible person. His big thing is he wanted to find out if Florida was an island or a peninsula. <laughs> That was his big, big claim to fame. Big goal there, pal. Big goal. The spoiler alert, he never found out because the Native Americans killed him before he could find out. (laughs) As it turns out, the reason why he became associated with the Fountain of Youth Mm -hmm. wasn't so much to, like, glorify him. Okay. But it was more to mock him for being Because he died so young? Yes, because he was terrible. (laughs) He, even among conquistadors, wasn't popular. (laughs) 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 He... Was initially, he sailed with Columbus to the New World on Columbus's second voyage. Uh-huh. He was rewarded for killing a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Be, and he was named the first governor of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. After a few years, Diego, Columbus's son, kicked him out of the position. They're like, nope, wow. I'm in charge now. So how did he become associated with the Fountain of Youth? Yeah. In 1535, after he died, mm-hmm. Gonzalo Fernandez de Oviedo y Valdez accused Ponce de Leon of seeking the fountain in order to cure his sexual impotence. (laughs) So this is basically just like he has a limp penis. (laughs) He's not a man. Uh And then that's the only time it was mentioned until 40 years later when a a shipwrecked conquistador named Hernando de Escalante Fontaneda. Mm -hmm. He had lived with the natives uh, for a while. He had basically just become a native. Mm -hmm. And he would bring up the Fountain of Youth in regards to De Leon to just call him an idiot. Like, oh, he was an idiot. He was just traipsing around the forest looking for this dumb thing. And eventually, through fanciful stories by people like Washington Irving, it would turn him from this, like, cruel conquistador bent on fame and glory into, like, this kind of heroic dreamer. Well, we're going to have to be careful then 500 years in the future. I wonder what other dummies might be turned into heroes. Yeah, exactly. That's what we have to watch out. We have to make sure. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, we have that, to make sure that history knows exactly what it's recording. For And you know how we can tell? Mm. Is if we could live forever. Yeah. Do you know how you can live forever? How? Well, <laughs> if you can possibly make it to 2050. Some sci- I got it. I got this. If you think you can live that long, which I, isn't I that much longer, 30 I can. years. I got this. Some scientists believe that you might not have to die. What? There are two ways where science is... Vampirism. Trying- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, sorry. Trying to keep an open mind. The, My bad. The first way is through biotechnology. Sure. Which we can... Probably Benjamin Button ourselves. Okay. 
like an 80, 90 year old you back to your 20s, back to your peak, wherever you want to be. It will help mm-hmm. allow for the cessation of aging okay. and reverse the decaying of cells. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound that far fetched when you put it that way. If right. But they're out, always trying to figure out why cells suddenly stop. You know, they should get a philosopher's stone because Nicholas yeah, figured it out. Yeah, he already figured it out. Scientists are already currently working on creating new organs through 3D printing technology. Seriously, bro? And that you or- can't print an organ. And organ donations may be obsolete in the future. We might well, not- that would be nice. You know, well, it's kind of like um, Better Off Ted. Yeah. And I think they actually do this now where they like, Meatless meat or whatever. Yeah, where they grew that meatless meat and it had like sad feelings. (laughs) It tasted like despair or something. (laughs) Tasted like despair. Yeah, essentially that's it. And even the meat like looked like it was sad. (laughs) (laughs) The other way they've talked about possible immortality for us is through cloud storage. What? Wait, no, I don't want my essence to be like, yeah, I'm hanging out in iTunes, baby. (laughs) Yeah, right. Basically, we would be able to upload our consciousness into the cloud. And then, and then ha- download into a robot body. And then, not robot. Robot's different. Android. Oh, my God. Or a synthetic body. Haven't there been movies and stuff done about that? I feel like there was some Pro- media done about probably. it. Well, they, and they say they're actually pretty close to making this possible at this point. Yeah, okay, whatever. This is more close than they are about the cells regeneration thing. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, I'm keeping an open mind. Maybe okay. that's the next step. Well, you might, okay. you might need to... You be a little dubious because here's some problems with immortality. Yeah, think. The risk of immortality <laughs> is that its effect is its effect on the environment. Yeah. As the world would not be able to sustain an immortal yeah. population. Yeah. Well, now wait. If we're all androids, we're not going to give a shit about food. Well, how do we power our bodies? You know, like solar s- power. Solar panels. Solar power. Maybe, maybe you. The should sun be a is science, infinite for scientist. like a billion years until you know the Andromeda galaxy crashes into us. Yeah. Then, then we're gonna have to rethink. But some still, things. I guess space would be an issue unless you send all people who yeah, are yeah. But we're, to if the we're, moon you know, if we're all digital, why don't we just hang out in a digital playground? We could do that too. But what that means, though, in terms of like just population control, nobody's having sex. Everybody's having Immort- protected sex. No, you see, here we go. If we're all androids, we're not reproducing. Immortality would mean nobody really feels well, the there need would still to have be, no, kids. but there would still be regular people, though. So, you know, yeah, but not many. Not they would eventually die out. No. Yes, they would. How would they die out if they all upload their consciousness into a thing? They're not going to. Why not? Probably because they're not wealthy enough. That's the, that's, the <laughs> problem, that's the next problem is because it would be prohibitively expensive, yeah. meaning only the super rich. And we know how good these people are. Oh, let me tell you who I want to live forever. Exactly. Pretty much none of the people that you'd want to live forever uh-huh. would be would the be. people who that could live forever. Ugh, and life would be ruined. And they say that, like, eventually the price would probably go down. But who knows if the super rich is in control of it. They might not allow it to ever Oh, God, no. Why would you want peasants with you? Exactly. So... Maybe something to think about in terms of living forever in the types of people who would be allowed to. Vampires. <laughs> Vampires. And the vampires. And mercenaries. Who and mercenaries who apparently do good works. Good, good works. Because, like, apparently that was their, their kind of throw in. A few generations later, the person she saved, her great-great-grandkid, ended up creating polio. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what are you even talking about? Right. So she's like a wheel of good. <laughs> yeah, Which I thought was the dumbest thing yeah. about this movie. Yeah, because the, like the big, I guess, philosophical existential dilemma in the show is that mm-hmm. there's just four people who are these immortals. Yeah. They don't know why they're immortal. No. They just are. Mm-hmm. They save people. They I don't know why they weren't playing badly drawn boys the whole time. <laughs> well, they basically were. They didn't. <laughs> um, they, they go around the world saving people mm-hmm. for hire but then they just like are like, what's the point? The world's an awful place still. Mm-hmm. We're lonely. What What's the point? And then the, the solution at the end of the movie is those people that you saved went on to do good things. Yeah. So No, not them specifically. They're grandkids. You have to look at the long view of it. Yeah, which is ridiculous because based on that logic, hell, I've saved the world a gajillion times. Yeah, exactly. You could. You could say yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm related to everybody. It's all sliding doors, It's right? all sliding doors. Just just waving and being nice to somebody. Yeah. You know, this is, everybody's in that situation then, based right. on that. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about good movies versus bad movies. Sure. See, 
this to me, there's good movies mm-hmm. which are great to watch because they are objectively good movies. Right. You have bad movies that are fun to watch because they are inept and they yes. are fun to watch. Then you have these movies. Right. These are the worst movies to me. I agree. It's so bland and mm-hmm. uninteresting. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is so paint by numbers. Yeah. That it's difficult to even talk about it. Well, what sucks is it should have been really cool and really interesting. Well, like you said, we read the Wikipedia and we were like, was that the movie we just watched? Because I was like, I would watch that. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. But the delivery of it is so, Mm -hmm. there's nothing dynamic about the shots. Because there are so many amazing characters in this. You have mm-hmm. you have the gay couple who were adorable. Probably. Like, oh my the best gosh, one of part. the best parts of it. And then you have Charlize Theron, who I thought was great. Yeah, no, I would not say anything bad about the and acting. And Niall, like I, I loved all of these characters, but it's just for some odd reason they just didn't come together. Right, and, and I'm not I'm not sure what happened. I don't understand this. And yeah, and I I started thinking about it. And with, why wasn't Dudley Dursley like German or something? Why should he be German? Because all great action movies have a German bad guy. <laughs> well, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> or like, <Scientific>. or Russian. <laughs> he's he's of European descent, but never British. Well, considering how paint by numbers this is, mm-hmm. he probably should have been some Eastern European oligarch or something. I mean, there are a lot of British bad guys, obviously. Yeah. But I just would have preferred the European. <laughs> but because I wasn't really con- as laser focused on the plot as I probably should have been Mm. because it wasn't holding my attention. I just started thinking of the nature of that. Mm -hmm. And like, what is the secret behind making something feel fresh Mm -hmm. when it's not? And what makes something feel stale even when it's original? I know the secret. Okay. You have to be young. Oh, so you think if you're a young viewer watching this Mm -hmm. for the first time, you haven't been... We've spoiled seen, by exactly. the tropes. We've seen so many movies and TV yeah. shows, and we've read so many books. We know every single story. Yeah, okay. We know every single story. We know how this is all going to play out. Right. And that's why everything is a cliche to us. Well, and, and, really and that's is. why everything is getting more and more boring and bland, and that's why you know older people are like, God, music these days. And even I'm starting to be like, God, music these days. Right. It's because it's just the same old crap. Right. It hasn't actually improved. It hasn't actually changed. There isn't any difference. Well, and, and, it, and all of it is so formulaic. Even the yeah. music, it's like it's like verse, chorus, yeah. verse, chorus, bridge, verse, yeah. chorus. It's the same you know. thing. But yet our first experience, say, like Weezer. Uh-huh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. Oh, why, why can't they make music like that anymore? Oh, they still do. Yeah. It, it's the same damn thing. It's just now we're used to it, and it's boring and bland, and it's not... It doesn't give us those good endorphins right. that the first time we heard it gives us. Y- yeah. But, like, young kids these days, they listen to Roddy Rich and they're like, wow, this is awesome. Right. This is so mind-blowing and brand new. Because I've never experienced... Because I've never heard this before, but... But is, is the old guard... For kids, would young kids like? No, this movie? I think it's supposed to be for us middle-aged but agers it's who have, who have the, grown up. Because, like, I, I just kind of basically took the formula of this movie mm-hmm. without taking any plot details. Right. We have a young hero. Mm-hmm. We have a call to action. Right. We have an older mentor. Yeah, it's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. We have a revelatory or epiphany moment mm-hmm. where you realize that there's a greater world out there than yeah. you, you knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is The Matrix. This yeah. is Star this Wars. This is every movie ever. The, there's a moment of doubt. Mm-hmm. And then there's finally acceptance. Yeah, and of, that's Niall's story. And that's Niall's story. Yeah. But the, I think what hurts this movie is we don't focus on Niall's. I think the problem is the movie focused on Charlize Theron. Too because, much, you think. Because she's the star, of, like movie right. star of everybody on here. Mm-hmm. Where this is really Niles' story. Yeah, but it was really nice to see a, an older woman going it, at it. Like, I'm so sick and tired oh. of seeing the 17, 18-year-olds doing all this stuff. And I'm like, they can't do jack shit. They're 17. Oh, I'm not saying write Charlize <laughs> out of the movie. Yeah. I'm saying give her the Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope role. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And, and here's my counterpoint to that. Just because we're old doesn't mean we have to be the side point to let this youngin in. And that's where the trope of the whole storyline changes. But that's where I think it fails because it doesn't really focus on her story either because mm-hmm. it's about Niles' story. In terms of, like, good movies, bad movies, whatever, mm-hmm. I would personally mm-hmm. prefer to watch something like Avengers Grimm. Right. You know, because, like, it's bad and there's fun stuff to make fun of. 
And it's more... I, you know, I get where you're coming with this. Avengers Grimm was too bad for me. Right. I, I would prefer The Curse of King Tut's Tomb. Right. There's more of a solid plot in that, even right. though it's a complete ripoff. Right. But I need a solid plot to go off of. Right. Whether it's a good or bad movie. And uh, Day After Tomorrow, solid plot. Just terrible movie. And that's what makes it awesome. Dante's Peak, one of my favorites of all time. Solid plot, but terrible, terrible movie. movie. I laugh so hard in that one. I love it so much. But this is a type of movie, the old guys type of movie, that's not bad enough to be bad, mm-hmm. not good enough to be good. It doesn't have a solid plot to go on. So it just exists in this kind of like, you're going to forget about this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I will, I'm already forgetting this movie as we're speaking of it. I don't even remember some of the things that uh, happened in there. And I, I wrote some stuff down, but I don't even remember. I don't even know what my notes are talking about. Right. Exactly. Like, what does this one say? That's what you decided to listen to? I don't know what I was talking about for that note. <laughs> no, I actually do know what okay. you're talking about. That's fair enough. We can talk about this. Okay. Okay. Niall, at the mm-hmm. beginning, mm-hmm. she is a Marine. Right. And she's in Afghanistan. Oh, right. And she gets killed. She gets her neck slit. Yeah. She turns out that she is one of these immortals. Mm -hmm. She's being called to be an immortal or whatever. Yeah, a saint or an angel or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. We never find out what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the setup, but she survives. Everyone's acting weird around her because she's supposed to be dead. Yeah. And she gets really upset and she throws in her earbuds and it is like, this like smooth R and B. It was of. something weird that I was like, "That's what you're listening to." And like, this is a huge complaint I have about this movie. The music choices. The music choices were terrible. It yeah. was worse than Battle Nuns' Leaky Lee. Yes. Oh, I agree completely. That at least makes sense because it's young adult. Yes. So you, they're going for that kind of weird Twilight feel. Yes. You got it. I got it. I can understand that. But this is a middle-aged woman. Yeah. And this is a Marine. Yeah. They're not listening they're to not this. They're not listening to this. The music is somnambulant. It yes. is sleepwalking yes. through a movie. And every time an action scene was about to happen. Yes, that music where, would start. Where you would think there'd be like the big yeah. action music uh, mm-hmm. Like techno They only thing. did the Inception music once at the very end. And that was the best action scene of the whole movie. Exactly. Because so, somebody actually did music properly. Yeah. And what was even more annoying about the music mm-hmm. is there was no subtext nope. to it. Whatever the yeah. lyrics to the song were about mm-hmm. was directly referencing yes. whatever was happening on the screen. Yes, exactly. Because I remember moment. in one scene, Niall was like, all right. I'm going to go fight this. And she the, gets into the uh, she gets into the elevator and the song goes, "We're gonna go fight. <laughs> We're gonna fight." And, then, <laughs> and it, I was it, like, it, "What are you even doing?" The lyrics were, "I'm going down fighting. <laughs> I'm going to take them all out." And I think that was her direct quote yeah, too. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like it was in that mood. Yeah. That, that feeling you were singing in, it wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't even like, no. we're going to go down fighting. Yeah, you know, no, like, no, no, no. No, it's just like this really mellow. Really mellow. Just like yeah. lower your blood pressure type music. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when they're all kind of like the cathartic moment mm-hmm. of the movie, everything is settled down. The music drops again. And yep. the lyrics there are, I'd rather be a lover than, than a, a fighter. fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the very end, yeah. when they're, when they finally, when they're looking at the board mm-hmm. that Copley has made, yeah, uh, Force character, yeah. of like how these descendants have made a difference in the world, and they're finally having yeah. that realization of what we do matters, and, right? And everything. There's a song going on there, uh-huh. and that song says, "You can see it, even <laughs> though it's a cruel world." <laughs> and they're watching all these military images yeah. of people being hurt, mm-hmm. and and they are able to see it. Even though know. it's a cruel world. Even though the world is bad, you have done good and you can uh, see it now. And it was like, a little bit nail on the head. The whole thing <laughs> was nail on the head. That music, it was just like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. We we get it. Yeah, we we get it. We get the subtext it, here. Yeah, it was. It's not like there's actual subtext here. There's none. Yes. Because they're, they're actually saying what the subtext is. <laughs> yeah, they're telling us. <laughs> they're telling us exactly what they want us to know. <laughs> it. it, it are all movies like that? I mean, I feel like I've watched recent movies and I've have, I haven't had everything spelled out for me. With well, Crawl was spelled out for me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was about alligators eating people. Right. There's you know, there's not a lot of plot happening here. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of story. 
Yeah. It, it, the whole, but it's solid. The, the movie was solid. Because you can have a simple story. Yeah. It's a very simple story. Very simple. Alligators are attacking you in your basement. <laughs> you have literally two characters. Yeah. I mean, you have a couple other peripheral people. Because you need people to get it. Because people need to die. Mm-hmm. But you just have the yeah. father and the daughter. Yeah. And that's it. Just that's two it. characters. Simple story. Simple. Being attacked by alligators. And it's hilarious, and I highly recommend you watch it. You're not going to get bored. It's too funny. It's too funny. It's too funny. Uh, other things that kind of bugged me about this movie, and I think, I feel like we've talked about this before. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. Okay. But I cannot stand it. It just feels very familiar. When you have characters of obvious supernatural origin mm-hmm. dismissing the supernatural. Yeah. At yeah. one point, Niall is praying, mm-hmm. and Charlize Theron's character has to be the big cynic, and she's like, why would you pray? There is no God. Right. You, like, if, as long as you're going to br- embrace the illogical, you might as well embrace <laughs> the fact that there's immortality. And, mm-hmm. and my thinking is like, okay. You can maybe science away immortality. Maybe right. like it's a next step in evolution. It hasn't ha- It's just like a weird thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they aren't just immortal. They obviously have like an extrasensory psychic thing where they can all sense yeah. when a new immortal has been born. Yes. So which, they're all linked somehow. Which suggests to me something supernatural yeah. and not science. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, it just really bugs me when you have that the cynicism there feels unearned. Yeah. You're like, I know you want to make her world wary. And well, like, she's done it and she's seen it all. Mm-hmm. And like, I've seen so many horrible things. How could there be a God right. kind of thing? But on the other hand, it just doesn't kind of work because it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. And you've also seen supernatural things happen. Well, and it's just exactly like the show, Supernatural. They're fighting demons and they're like, oh, I don't believe in angels or God. Or hell. What what the hell are you talking about? You just put down a demon. Who literally said. Who literally said. (laughs) I am a fallen angel. (laughs) I've seen God and played euchre with him. Yeah. And they're like, I don't believe that garbage. I don't believe in angels or God, but (laughs) I'm killing this demon. (laughs) That doesn't make any kind of sense. No sense at all. No sense at all. There cannot be the yin without the yang. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, that's. Pretty much the whole movie. I mean, we're not giving much in terms of... Well, let's talk about our favorite scene, though. Okay. The only one that made us chuckle. Okay. Is when the gay couple made out in front of the homophobes. That was hilarious. That was hilarious and golden. There is a scene where one of the the gentlemen, I think that's Sexy Jafar. Oh, okay. He just goes on this huge purple prosy, like, (laughs) flowery... Declaration of love about his, his not boyfriend. It's not my boyfriend. Yeah, he's boyfriend's, so much more. Boyfriend's yeah. too small of a term. Yeah, you know? and, and the other his boyfriend or whatever yeah. you want to call him. Uh, I don't know the name of the character. They they kiss Is and they everything. Nick or something. Yeah, and the and the reaction of all these like soldiers at yeah. their like passionate kiss yeah. was actually funny. It to was watch, hilarious. Watch the their their homophobia yeah. mocked. Yes. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, that was a good, uh, that, that was, was probably gold. my favorite scene. It that made me gold. laugh. Yeah. I was like, that's, if this movie had more of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I said, what I would have preferred is more of a simple, straight narrative. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Make it from Niall's perspective. Yeah. And just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think making it from the, the group perspective. From right. Charlize Theron's mercenary group's perspective mm-hmm. actually is more boring to me. I don't know. Yeah, but then you just have another young Luke Skywalker movie. Yeah. So I think they tried to do something different here, which I'm applauding them for. You're applauding? I'm not I'm not going to diss the fact that they used a middle-aged woman as their main hero. I'm heroine. not dissing that either. I'm just saying it should have either been fully from her perspective and take Niall out of the movie altogether, or... Okay. Yeah, but then we wouldn't know why she lost her immortality. You can you. There can only be there can only be four immortals at any time. Maybe you just have she has a dream, Uh or or they all have the shared dream that they have in the movie that something weird has happened. A baby's born. Why has that baby been born? And it's like a kind of mystery through the whole movie. Okay. And then you realize at the end the reason why that baby was born was because that's the next immortal. 
Okay. And you could end the movie with them going to, like, save that baby. Okay. Kidnap that baby. Or kidnap that baby. <laughs> yeah. Kidnap that baby. Well, they'll make the baby an orphan. So they'll make gonna, the baby yeah, an orphan. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then and then she grows up to be warrior nun because she's an orphan. Again. Yeah, there you it, go. It's fiction. We can do whatever <laughs> we want. You know what I mean? And we've taken, like, I think the movie, like I said, I think the movie suffers because it has a lack of focus on a character. It could either be Charlize okay. or it could be Niall. Okay. Make, You're to make saying there's both. too much focus on everybody. Yeah. Okay. I think it, we need to narrow that focus. We need to crawl this baby. It is an extremely long movie. Two hours and five minutes feels so long to me these days. It feels so long. I know I've watched like nine hours of Lord of the Rings. And, you know, three and a half hours of Curse of King Tut's Doom. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this like felt every minute. Yeah felt like an eternity. Yeah, I mean, at least with, you know, Curse of King Tut's Tomb, you can laugh a bit. Yeah. At the stupidity and stuff. That's the problem. There's not, it's not bad enough it's to be good. It's not stupid enough. You know? It took itself way too seriously, mm-hmm. I want to say, too. Yeah. I think that's the problem with action movies these days, is they're just taking themselves too seriously. I guess that's the that's... world that we live in right now, is where everything is taken too seriously. I guess so. Like, I guess I'm thinking back to, like, action And for good reason. Yeah, you know. For good reason. We get it. But I feel like some things just lighten it up a bit. It's like action movies from the 80s were fun. Yeah, They could just be fun and stupid. We knew they were dumb. Yeah. They weren't trying to be deep or anything like that. This just needed a fun injection. Yeah, everything just tries to be so deep these days. Yeah. Like, make it over the Like that reviewer from last week about Cursed. Yeah. He's like, just watch it for fun. Just watch it for fun. Just watch it for fun. Why can't this movie just be fun? Why not have fun? Okay. Instead of, like, saying, like, these people are immortals, mm-hmm. how serious that is, why not turn it on its head and say, these people are immortal mercenaries, how can we have fun with that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and then kill Charlize Theron in the end. Yeah. Because I, I really feels like she needs to die. I felt like she needed to she die. She needed Spoiler to die. Spoiler alert, she lives. Yeah. She really needed to die. She really end. needed to die. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think... What would help a lot of things from now, from, like, just writing in general, mm-hmm. is always take it from, it's entertainment. Yeah. How can we make this fun? Mm-hmm. How can we make this engaging? Let's start from there, rather than how can I make a statement, or right. how can I be deep, or how can I be super gritty or serious? That's why I don't like the DC movies. They never mm-hmm. start with, with fun. Right. And I think that's why Marvel's movies tend to be good, because they right. always have a focus on fun. Yeah. Whether that might seem light and frothy to some mm-hmm. people. And, the, and then the good DC movies, the ones that people do like, are the ones that are fun, like yeah. Shazam. Right. You know? I did like Shazam. So, I don't know. That's just my two cents. I don't know. Let's see what other people's two senses are. Two senses. <laughs> two senses. They're two senses. That gives them like four pennies, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see what their four pennies is. <laughs> we got from Gardaland. If it has a Netflix logo, it is a disappointment. <laughs> wow, somebody doesn't like Netflix. Somebody doesn't like. Well, why are you? Why are you? Why do you keep watching it then? Yeah, why are you watching? The See, movie? I keep hoping there's going to be something amazing. Well, and I don't think it's fair. The thing with Netflix is they have quantity. Yeah, they have a lot of quantity, and it's hard to get through the quantity to find the quality stuff. Mm-hmm. There are quality movies. Oh yeah, like uh, to all the boys I loved. I oh love yeah, that movie. Love Stranger it. Things is a great yeah. TV show. Yeah, there is good stuff to be found on Netflix. Almost definitely. Oh. You know what happened with Stranger Things? It's it's fun. Yes, they they start. It's fun and it's heavy. It's he- yeah, ex- but they start with a core of like we have twelve year old nerdy boys who like playing D and D. Yeah, how can we make That's this fun. fun? That is fun, and they're gonna go to the underworld and or it whatever. It can still be scary. It can still yeah. be deep. It can still be exactly. Heavy, but it always has that. Never loses. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, people are watching this for entertainment. Yeah, let's make it fun. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, what can you ask from Netflix? Nothing good in years. Wow. You know, they are too political influenced and try to hit too many audiences. Wait, I don't understand. Okay. Here's another agenda that has gone over my head. I don't know. What's their agenda here? I don't know what the agenda is. A big pharma? Immortality? Immortality? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know their agenda on this one. What is their agenda on this one? I don't know. This is the first movie I've seen, modern movie. I've had this wonder for years. Okay. Uh, You and I have had this conversation uh, off podcast (laughs) because one of those rare conversations we have. (laughs) Because we don't talk outside. Where our current American administration, I've Uh I've always been like, how do movies 
weave that in right when there's so many un- unpopular things mm-hmm. going on like how do you address what's going on in real right. life in your fun bang bang shoot shoot movie it's it's really weird because you used to have pictures of uh, scenes where you know they'll slice in obama saying obama, something or, even or bush or, or bush or clinton. clinton with all these action movies you would see slices of of former presidents talking they about would take, things, like, type, talking points uh, talking uh, points i haven't seen any talking points with our current president in any action movie this movie was interesting to me because it was the first time and this one actually jumped around it it referenced it sort of they said the current administration's yeah like if it's a country of non-strategic value yeah we are not interested in helping them yeah and i was like that's the first time i watched a movie in four years Mm -hmm. where it has at least been danced around yeah but like look at the movies the last four years it's Mm -hmm. like there is no president. It's like there's no president. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Either yeah. there's no president or we live in another time where it's a different president. Yes, I've noticed that. <laughs> I have noticed that. It's like all alternate worlds mm-hmm. or it doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, so like, I'll give I kind of I I miss the legitimacy of a real president's uh, speech in yeah. these dumb action movies. Yeah, like they would find some yeah. weird... Like, Weird cut that they cut, would use. And they would, like, take it out of context to yeah. make it work for this. Yeah, work for this specific atrocity that's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or uh, aliens. It could be aliens. Exactly. I always loved that. Yeah. But there hasn't been any of that. No, no. It's yeah. like, it's like we're just going to keep our heads low and pretend this isn't happening. We're just going to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so this person was, before we got on that topic, mm-hmm. this person was talking about hitting too many audiences. They say, What audiences are they trying to hit? That's, I don't know. Like, like people? Yeah, exactly. That's a good question. Okay. We're never going to get through these, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But that's a good question. Who are the audiences that they think? It's just an action movie. Who's an action movie for? It's for everyone. It's for it everybody. Not? Yeah. Like, it's an is, action movie. Like, oh, are they not, you know, trying to target like perverted white dudes? I'm guessing because we have. Two strong female characters mm-hmm. as our leads. True. We have some gay characters yeah. in here. Like, anytime there's a gay character that's not, like, a comedic sidekick, I mm-hmm. feel like, nowadays, these type of reviews yeah. think it's pushing an agenda rather than just being like, hey, he's some, yeah, he's these gay. people happen to be gay. They, they seem to think that Alexander the Great was somebody who just flopped around and pranced around and danced or yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, no. He was a badass warrior yeah, who ex- took people down. Yeah. So Like... So uh, whenever it changes their perspective of yeah. what they think a gay man should be, yeah. that's when they come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh, you're pushing your gay agenda." Exactly. I guess they're they're not wearing makeup. They're not being weird. I guess the closest this, see, like I would understand that criticism. Well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't agree with it, but I'm just saying right. I would understand it if there was like a scene in the movie mm-hmm. where the gay people stood, looked directly at the camera, <laughs> and were like, "We're here, and you're gonna have to deal with it." Right. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, and I'm like. Okay, that is directly addressing the mm-hmm. audience and being like, you have to confront this. Well, I feel like they've been pushing a straight agenda for years. <laughs> you can, I mean, so many, uh, you know. A straight white male agenda has been what we've had. Oh, my God, for like decades. Yeah, so who ca- So they're pushing a little bit, oh, hey, gays are cool too, guys. And I like, think this show <laughs> fine. did a great job of not really addressing yeah. it, except for in the one scene we say we liked where I guess yeah. that would kind of be that moment where they kiss and the homophobes back up. Yeah. And it's like, I guess if you were a homophobe, you could look at that like, oh, they're doing that to me. Yeah. So sh- that's they're they're showing the bad people there are yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. You know, so then they get are. defensive and then they come out and, and then they start like bashing. And they people. give a one star review and, and they I give a one star like, review. I have to say I'm something. so sick and tired of this political agenda, this liberal leftist BS. It's like <laughs> if, if your if your criticism of a movie or a TV show mm-hmm. is not about the TV show but about something you feel slighted about, then yeah. you're Dude, it's not a real review. No, it's not. You know, like, either talk about the movie, not, like, mm-hmm. how you feel about it. Wait, did I say that bad? Yeah, that kind of came out weird. We're talking about how we feel about it. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> let me see if I can word it better. Okay. They're not talking about the movie. When they're giving these mm-hmm. stars a one-star review. Like, I wouldn't give the star movie a one-star. Like, you I'd know, give it a two. Yeah, but like all because they have a middle-aged woman. <laughs> there's a difference between movie criticism uh-huh. or television criticism, mm-hmm. and then like I'm gonna give it a one star because 
it insulted because me. I feel like they're making fun of the fact I don't like. You're not gay talking people. about the quality of the mm-hmm. show, the writing, the acting, the cinematography, yeah. the directing. You're talking about oh, there was one scene where two gay people kissed. So and I'm I was offended. It, I was offended. So now I'm going to give it a one star. Yeah, like that's bullcrap. Yeah, that's, that's bull. That's not a review. That's I, yeah. what I was trying to get to yeah. trying to say. But anyway, this, so this person let's try to get through the second sentence here. Uh, there is a saying that if you run after too many bunnies at one time, you catch none. Looking over the ratings, you can see that they did exactly that. Targeted everybody but got scraps. No, I disagree with that. I disagree Have you ever that. gone bunny chasing? I grew up on a farm, guys. We had bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> and when you would let them all go and you went chasing the bunnies, oh, you'd get bunnies. You'd get some bunnies. You'd get smart. bunnies. Because, like, you go trying to chase after one. Right. It's going to slip through your fingers. It always does. But if you got ten... Then the one that slips, you get the other. Right. There you go. So their bunny catching statement doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make it. You grew up on a farm. I grew up on a farm, guys. I know how to catch bunnies. <laughs> but again, I still don't. I still disagree. This feels very like this wasn't a white hero, yeah, male hero mm-hmm. uh, movie, yeah. Um, so therefore, it's in for, fact, their only straight white male betrayed them. So since they didn't target this directly to me, mm-hmm. therefore, it must be not for me and for everybody else or something yeah. like that. And it's I for all I, of the the non normal people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the normal white dude. Yeah, like there's yeah. my reality, which is normal in the right one, <laughs> and then there's everybody else's reality. Yeah. And if it's not mine, then it's bad. Yeah. And it's like, and that's not a real review. Screw you. Yeah, exactly. Digital Beach Bum said, I resisted. Okay. I dislike Netflix for the way it functions. Okay. I get 99.99% of productions I really don't give a crap about, and they keep sending me suggestions that when I watch them, I realize they don't know my viewing desires. Oh, they're mad at Netflix's Wait. algorithms. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Max from Netflix? And he used to say, "Oh God, that was great. I miss that because like they would put up some random movies." Do we need to like describe what Max is? Do people know what we're talking about? Do you guys remember Max? Max was this um, Netflix thing that would be like, "You want to watch a movie? What genre? Hey, why don't you watch this one?" Yeah, would ask like it would ask you some questions, and then after like three or four questions, it'd be like. Here are some movies I think you'd like to watch. Yeah. And it'll give you like three weirdo movies. And they'd be so random. Yeah. And we'd watch them. We'd have a a hooting good time. Uh, Yeah. They weren't necessarily good. But But then suddenly I do understand their algorithms because based on that, then they were like, here's this weird movie. And I'd be like, why would I want to watch that? I think those algorithms never work for people who have eclectic taste. Yeah. Because we watch everything. Like iTunes always like suggests like really garbage movies to me and like really good movies. Oh my God. Because I I watch so many like classic films, but I also watch Crawl. Yeah. (laughs) Are you putting Crawl with garbage? (laughs) No, no, no. no. Yeah, you better not be. That goes in classic. (laughs) But but that's what I'm saying. Like, or just weirdo movies. Yeah. Like, like, uh, Croctopus versus... Yeah. Alien Gator. Oh, I would watch that in a Octopus versus Alien Gator? I am I just, so there. You just made a movie I want to watch. Call me Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> I got your next hit. <laughs> anyway, um, this is one of those productions. Okay. The Old Guard was summed up in the one paragraph on the description. It is boring, hmm. lame, and a reboot of some old ideas. See, I don't think people know what they're talking about when they say that, though, because there's nothing new. There's nothing new. That's what I'm saying. You get to a certain age where you know the whole story. But you can still do it in an interesting way. Yeah. We're just, it's just painting it a different color. Yeah. It's like the same thing. Where are the new ideas? Why can't writers think out of the box? Well, they are. They're actually using different types of heroines. Yeah, they're trying. And, and different types of lifestyles, which I think maybe, is amazing and great because I'm so sick and tired of the boring white dude. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're narrowing this down. Maybe what the problem is, they're they're substituting what we would, what Dumb Dumb, the first reviewer was right. talking about. We're trying to, like, shake up the formula by mixing and matching the, the, the ingredients. Okay. But ultimately, they didn't change the... They didn't allow those changes to influence the story, to make the changes to the story, to make it feel fresh. You know what story they, this like, is? You could have had a white male character in mm-hmm. this as a lead, and it would have changed nothing. You know what story this is? This is the A-Team yes. with Liam Neeson as Charlize Theron. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what it was. It's the and same story. And you could story. have put Liam Neeson in mm-hmm. Charlize Theron's role. Except it wasn't as fun. Yeah. 
But like you could have put Liam Neeson in that Mm -hmm. role and it would have changed nothing. That perspective of who that character was did not change. Yep. It should have changed Mm -hmm. by making that change. Yeah. And they tried to make them all too serious. That's the problem when when it comes to heroines of any sort. They tried to make them too serious. That diversity has to influence the story and that's how it becomes fresh. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're like saying. Like where Niall's life story should influence the way she acts in the movie. But again, right. it could have been anyone. It could have been yeah. Keanu Reeves as Neo. Yeah. yeah. Like it was not different. But yeah. and Keanu Reeves as Neo was different mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. You know. The fight scenes were a bunch of cuts and quick camera pans. There was zero real choreographed scenes. I disagree with that. I disagree the, with the that because I actually uh, wrote down, I, I really like their teamwork. Yeah, that when was When they're really... fighting, they always have some teamwork going on. Sort of like the dwarves when they were cleaning up the plates. Yes, yes. You know? Well, and there's even the dwarves and the hobbit and they're fighting. Like... Oh, well, yeah, I guess I could go more like that instead of cleaning. <laughs> instead of the cleaning scene. <laughs> when they're cleaning Bilbo's house. My favorite part. My favorite scene. <laughs> or, that, or, that was an odd scene to pick. Or, or, or like even like uh, the Avengers when right. they all do like their ultimate alliance moves where right. like Iron Man shoots uh, Captain America's shield and he points the... Yeah, right, yeah. Like, that kind of stuff Teamwork always fighting. gets me. Yeah. Teamwork fighting always will Love 100% it. get me every time. Yeah, at the end when they finally put in Inception music they, for the, the fighting. Blahs. We got the, the boss. And like yeah. you had that moment where uh, the two... Two gay characters mm-hmm. are fighting. They're having like their teamwork moment. Yeah. You're into it. That's like. That was great. That I mean, th- that was like maybe my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. And then, spoiler alert, uh, if you're going to watch the movie, uh, one of the soldiers sticks a gun in the guy's, one of our heroes' mm-hmm. mouth, pulls the trigger, like shoots his, the right. back of his head out. And like, even though I know they were immortal, mm-hmm. I still was like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is he going to be okay? Like, right. And I, it, there was a sense of drama in that scene. Mm-hmm. They managed to make it dramatic mm-hmm. with characters that we know cannot functionally die. Yes. That was the best filmmaking of the entire movie. I agree. Me. I agree. Like, uh, it is pointless to attempt a deeper review. I have better things to do with my valuable time. Well, you watched the whole movie. That's two hours you wasted, dude. Whatever, digital beach bum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we got some positive reviews really quick. All right, yeah, let's do this. We got from Chris Solano. Felt like I was at the movies again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess when you're hungry, everything tastes good. Yeah. (laughs) For me, this movie was action-packed, keeping me on the edge of my seat from the beginning to the end. The acting and fighting scenes were amazing. This is the first movie I've seen in a while that got me excited to see more. This felt like a first-rate movie you would expect to see in the movie theaters. Thank you, Netflix, for bringing us this amazing movie we get to watch at home. Don't know why there are so many haters out there. The movie was free and was very well done. I'm highly recommending the movie. I see a sequel. Oh, you think because it shows up with the sequel ending? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a sequel there. Yeah, because it literally ends with a sequel. It literally ends with the sequel sequel. starter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you you see a sequel, do you, pal? (laughs) Uh, And then we got, well, this is a first from M. Harris 660. I finally loved a comic book movie. Actually, I didn't even know it was a comic book movie. (laughs) So then you did really like a comic book movie. After all these years bashing the genre as being shallow, spoon-fed drivel, I I found one that was actually worth its substance, I guess. This is one really made... This is one really... Well-made movie. Well, no, don't add words. Okay, sorry. Read it as is. (laughs) Because we got to get this person's uh, psychology. Yes. This is one really made movie, Mm -hmm. and I find myself wanting more. Much more. (laughs) (laughs) I can see this story going in numerous directions. Can you now? Towards the future and what could be or to the past and what has been. For those who say the story seems unreal. Nobody says that. Nobody's saying that, I don't think. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. I say, I say to you, come on, you watch and enjoy movies about a guy who shoots spider webs from his wrist. Well, technically, those are web shooters. That's science. <laughs> yeah. uh, th- th- this was so much more than that. Give it a chance, like peace. You may <laughs> find these are the heroes we've had forever. They don't need a cape. <laughs> Freaking dork. I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone's saying it's unrealistic. No. They're talking about immor- immortal people. Yeah. And they like, didn't... so no matter what happens, it's going to be unrealistic. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, 
You're just watching it for the fun. Right, exactly. When you're dealing with immortal characters, yeah. you're watching it for the fun. I don't go in watching a vampire movie being like, I want this to be as realistic as possible. Exactly. Like, no. Those movies I, never work for no, me. No, it doesn't. When I found out they're immortal after the first five minutes, you find out immediately. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, this just got interesting because I thought it was another, like, military movie. Yes, yes, yeah. You, and, you, and, and you did And I actually said that. that. I was like, oh, this just got interesting. And then it got boring. Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't do anything with that yeah. concept, really. It didn't yeah. really feel like it ever went anywhere with that. It didn't. That. I think we've said something nice. I, I, I like the gay characters a great deal. Oh, yeah. I love the fact they used a middle-aged woman. Yeah. I loved it. That was great. That's that's great to me. That's good. Yeah. That's great. She's not uh, a mom. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as actresses hit 25, they're moms for life. Well, Gina Davis just literally said that. Uh, she had an interview oh, yeah? recently where she was like, once she turned 40, mm-hmm. it was like, she didn't exist anymore. Yeah, you're a mom for life. You know, and this is Until Gina you're a Davis. Grandma. I mean, Gina mm-hmm. Davis is Gina Davis. She's amazing. She's amazing. And this is after Thelma and Louise mm-hmm. and A League of Her Own, mm-hmm. or of their own, I'm sorry. And then she turned 40 and she said the parts just dried up and they yep. just weren't existing anymore. Yeah. And then you, I think in a lot of cases, with then like you don't get movie roles again until you're much older. Then you could be the matriarchal yeah. figure yeah. like Rene Russo and mm-hmm. Thor. Yep. You know, like. Yeah, you don't get anything. So I think this was great to try to start breaking that out. Yes. Be like, hey, it's okay. She's an older woman. That doesn't mean she's dead. Yeah, exactly. She's still. <laughs> A person. She's still a person. She doesn't have to be a mom now. Yeah, I I, I like this. I I feel like I say this a lot with these shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the the kernel of the idea. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it there's something there that could be done well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was done well. It was wasn't executed well. Yeah, I agree. It's you know what? I think it was the music. The music did not help. And I think there is a lot they could have cut. Made yeah. it sharper. Made it into like maybe an hour and like 35 minutes. Right. I think if they had cut about 30 minutes out of that movie, yeah. I think it would have been really tight and really amazing and really fun. Yeah, there's scenes in that movie that aren't really necessary. Yeah. That you could just, you could take out a whole hour of that movie and it would not make a difference. <laughs> it would not make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they should have tightened it up. There was a lot that should have been cut. Well, yeah. Like, a lot. Exactly. And had they done that, I think this movie would have been amazing. Yeah. I think, again. Because there were so many amazing things to it, but they just failed to bring it to Yeah. Me. I mean, you have a great cast. I'm not going to say anything bad about the acting. I thought no. the acting was great across the board. Across think, the board. I don't think anybody did a bad job acting. Nope. It's all really in the nuts and bolts of the creation, I think, with yeah. the problem. I think the editing needed to be sharper, like mm-hmm. you said. I think the music drops needed to be more dynamic, more... Can we get more action mu- like, music? Rather than trying to find lyrics that fit the feeling... Why don't you feel the, like, the, 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 the beat, orchestra of the it? Beat, like, mm-hmm. It's kind of like when everyone was using Semi-Charmed Life. Yeah. Whenever they needed a montage for people to go shopping, shopping at a mall, yeah, yeah, but the song is about like a meth addict, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, like, like that. Like yeah. you go go more for the feel of the song yeah. rather than the lyrics, the lyrics of the song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that that's it. Uh, that was my nice thing to say about about it, even though it kind of ended up being a criticism. Yeah, that music was terrible. Piloting the Pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or at our email address, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Next week, I'm trying to... Oh, right. I know what we're doing next oh, week. What are we doing next week, my dear? Well, we're going to go in an opposite direction. We've had a couple recommendations. Mm-hmm. On, our, on our most recent episodes, we've had a <laughs> lot of criticism about the way priests are portrayed I'm in I'm trying film. to find a good priest. We're trying to find a good <laughs> priest. And we are not religious no people. no we're not i'm definitely not you, you know so but like we just want to see more variety. i feel like i feel like a lot of people are insulted by their religion being portrayed so badly right you know i just feel like that's so mean to people it, it feels like I, okay i'm gonna be a little bit I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit critical about things but let's see if okay. i can say it in a way that's not so bad <laughs> it's kind of like there's no reason for Christian music, Christian mm-hmm. rock, to be bad. Okay. <laughs> but it generally is. 
Like, they're, they're, and that's not across the board. There are definitely Christian bands that I actually do really like. I, right. They're very talented. But it feels like when you pick a, like, a thing like that, mm-hmm. th- there's no longer any effort to make it good. It's right. like, it's going to sell because it is in this genre. Right. You know, like, so it doesn't have to be the best movie in the world or best TV show in the world. It just is going to appeal to this group mm-hmm. of people. And I would like to see, and I feel like that's kind of what happens with priests, in a way that they they just are templates. There's no three dimensions to them. And the, that one dimension that they're given now is generally, yeah, evil. don't trust that guy, yeah, he's bad. He's evil. So I would like to see a little bit more mm-hmm. of quality in the writing for priests. Yeah, I want to see a good priest. You know, we want to see a good priest. We want to see those three dimensions. Yeah, so so we're going to have a good priest month next month and then follow that up with some Halloween demon movies. Well, we don't stuff. know well, we don't know if it's going to be good priest until we see them. Yes, this had, is true. We've had some recommendations yeah. where maybe we'll get some more three And I'm not even talking about being good people. I'm just no. saying like be more than just evil. I'm evil. Yeah. <laughs> like straight up evil. Yeah. So next week, actually, I don't even think we're doing priests. This would be more of a religious thing. I think we're okay. doing Touched by an Angel. Touched by an Angel. From 1994. Yes. We're going to go with good guys. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. See, and we're going to see how, uh, what kind of quality. That show lasted for nine years. Yeah. You know, so. We're and then come s- the month of October, we're going to go after some bad guys. Yeah, we're going to do some bad guys. Yeah. And just a heads up. Our October month, you know, these don't really fall in months anymore. Yeah, they don't. But <laughs> our, our October month may run long. We might yeah. have a little bit more. We ha- I have quite a few TV shows that I would like to do. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get to all of them. Maybe not, you know, save some for next mm-hmm. year. But they'll always be. And, uh, of course, the movie. God, I could just say John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> I would gush over that movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're going to try to find something we haven't seen Gush before. over that movie. <laughs> Yes, every year. Every year, October first, no every fail. Every year, you you can look at my letterbox page. You'll be. I force r- everybody to watch it with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. B- pretty much the best movie ever made. It is the best movie ever made. <laughs> it is the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is the opposite of old guard. <laughs> so anyway, we will see you next week. We hope you have a nice week. Whatever you're doing, yeah, working, staying safe, yeah, and there's. See us next week when we watch Touched by an Angel. Which That's will right, be... Touched by an Angel. Woo! <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.